0: chapter 24 of the maid of scar this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org the maid of scar by r d blackmore chapter 24 sound investments the spring tides led me to Scar the next day and being full early for the ebb i went in to see what the colonel had done for if he should happen to take up the child she would pass out of my hands altogether which might of course be a serious injury as well as a very great hardship for of moxy's claim i had little fear if it came to a question of title inasmuch as i had made her sign a document prepared and copied by myself clearly declaring my prior right in virtue of rescue and providential ordinance but as against colonel lower i durst not think of asserting my claims even if the law were with me and not only so but i felt all along that the matter was not one for money to heal but a question of the deepest feelings and now the way in which moxie came out while bardie was making much of me who always saw everything first of course and the style of her meddling in between us led me to know that a man has no chance to be up to the tricks of a female for the dialogue going on between us was of the very simplest nature as you may judge by the following has a been so long old davy afore a come to see poor Bardie, because my pretty dear i've been forced to work all day long almost hasn't a had no time to pay no my dear not a moment to play work 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 money 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 till old davy is quite worn out i may have put horns to the truth in this but at any rate not very long ones and the child began to ponder it i tell a old davy hot to do susan say to me one day kite yell i a member ickle bardie made o money does a sink so i think you are made of gold you beauty and of diamonds and the revelations i yell then i tell a hat to do take poor Bardie to marcus old davy and he get a great big money for her she must have seen some famous market for acting everything as she did by means of working face arms and legs she put herself up like a fowl in a basket and spread herself making the most of her breast and limping her neck as the dead chickens do before i could begin to laugh moxy was upon us dayo why for you come again never you used to come like this put down de directly moment no fish she is for you to catch when you might have had her here you left her through the face of everything and now because great evan's staff is cloven by the will of god who takes not advantage of him i thought you would have known better dayo and this little one that he dotes upon it is enough i answered with a dignity which is natural to me when females wound my feelings madam thomas it is enough i will quit your premises with these words i turned away and never looked over my shoulder even though the little one screamed after me until i felt waddy hard upon my stern and like a kedge-anchor dragging therefore i let them apologise till my desire was to forgive them and after they brought forth proper things i denied all evil will and did my best to accomplish it mrs thomas returning slowly to her ancient style with me as i relaxed my dignity said that now the little maid was getting more at home with them mr thomas after what had happened in the neighbourhood this was the death of her five sons felt naturally low of spirit and it was good for him to have a lively child around him he did not seem quite what he was and nothing brought him to himself so much as to watch this shadow of life although she was still afraid of him every word of this was clear to me it meant ten times what it expressed because our common people have a height of kindness some would say and some a depth of superstition such as leads them delicately to slope off their meaning but in my blunt and sailor fashion i said that black evan must i feared be growing rather shaky i had better have kept this opinion quiet for moxy bestowed in me such a gaze of pity mingled with contempt that knowing what sort of a man he had been i felt all abroad about everything all i could say to myself was this that the only woman of superior mind i ever had the luck to come across and carefully keep clear of had taken good care not to have a husband supposing there had been the occasion and i think i made mention of her before because she had been thrice disappointed and all she said was true almost however scarhouse might say just what it pleased while i had my written document and delusche herself as they stupidly called her by corruption of andalusia was not inclined to abandon me and now she made them as jealous as could be for she clung to me fast with one hand while she spread the beautiful tiny fingers of the others to Moxie, as much as to say interrupt me not i have such a lot of things to tell old davy and so she had without any mistake and the vast importance of each matter lost nothing for want of emphasis Patty green had passed through a multitude of most surprising adventures some of them even transcending her larceny of my sugar waddy had covered himself with glory and above all little dutch the sheep-dog was now become a most benevolent and protecting power Hot's a think, old Davy, Patty Geen been ykt she has Ykt I don't know what that is, my dear. Ness, I said yukt, old Davy, ykt down ne'er same as bardie was. It was clear that she now had taken up with the story which everybody told, and she seemed rather proud of having been wrecked. And Patty, she went on, quite out of breath. Patty's spoiled all her boofly coves, such a mess. He never see a most, and poor Patty go to e back pit till e boofly dush yun all into e yatter. Oh, and Dutch pulled her out again, did she? Ness and her head come kite out of her neck, but yet he put e goo-pot on and make it much better than ever a'most now delushy what a child you are cried mrs thomas proudly you never told mr llewellyn that you ran into the sea yourself to save your doll and drownded you must have been but for our watkin bardie poil her coaths she said looking rather shy about it Clothes not boofly now not same as they used to be but if she regretted her change of apparel she had ceased by this time Moxie said to fret much for her father and mother for watkin or some one had inspired her with a most comforting idea to wit that her parents had placed her there for the purpose of growing faster and that when she had done her best to meet their wishes in this respect they would suddenly come to express their pride and pleasure at her magnitude little brother also would appear in state and so would susan and find it needful to ascend the dairy-stool to measure her as at present her curly head was scarcely up to the mark of that stool the duty of making a timely start in this grand business of growing became at once self-evident to be a great big gal was her chief ambition inasmuch as hen is a gape big gal mamma and papa be so peased and say hot a good gal e is bardie to do as i tell often when her heart was heavy in the loneliness of that house and the loss of all she loved and with dirty things around her the smile would come back to her thoughtful eyes and she would open her mouth again for the coarse but wholesome food which was to make a big gal of her believing herself now well embarked toward this desired magnitude she had long been making ready for the joy it would secure e come and see old davy I so a sumphun she whispered to me when she thought the others were not looking so i gave a wink to moxy thomas whose misbehaviour i had overlooked and humouring the child i let her lead me to her sacred spot this was in an unused passage with the end door nailed to jams and black-oak panelling along it and a floor of stone. none in the house durst enter it except this little creature at least unless there were three or four to hearten one another and a strong sun shining the abbot's walk was its proper name because a certain abbot of neath who had made too much stir among the monks received as we say his quietus there during a winter excursion and in spite of all the masses said could not keep his soul at rest therefore his soul came up and down and that is worse than a dozen spirits for the soul can groan but the spirit is silent into this dark lonely passage i was led by a little body too newly inhabited by spirit to be at all afraid of it and she came to a cupboard door and tugged and made a face as usual when the button was hard to move but as for allowing me to help her not a bit of it if you please with many grunts and jerks of breath at last she fetched it outward having made me promise first not to touch however grand and tempting might be Scene disclosed to me. What do you think was there collected? and arranged in such a system that no bee could equal it why every bit of everything that every one who loved her which amounts to everybody ever had bestowed upon her for her own sweet use and pleasure since ashore she came to us not a lollipop was sucked not a bit of taffy tasted not a plaything had been used but just enough to prove it all were set in portions for two of which were double-sized of what the other two were nearly half these things had come i am almost sure from newton and among the choicest treasures which were stored in scallop-shells i descried one of my own buttons which i had honestly given her because two eyelids had run together item a bowl of an unsmoked pipe which had snapped in my hand one evening item as sure as i am alive every bit of the sugar which the dolly had taken from out my locker times there are when a hardy man at sense of things however childish which have left their fibre in him finds himself or loses self in a sudden softness so it almost was with me though the bait of my hooks all the time was drying and for no better reason than the hopeless hopes of a very young child i knew what all her storehouse meant before she began to tell me and her excitement while she told me scarcely left her breath to speak not for Papa with e keen pipe to smoke, and not for Mamma with e boofly buckin' for her coke, and not for my dear ickle bother because it just fit in between his teeth, and this with e ooking gas for Susan because she do her hair all day long she held up the little bit of tin and mimicked susan's self-adornment making such a comic face and looking so conceited that i felt as if i should know her susan anywhere in a hundred of women if only she should turn up so and i began to smile a little and she took it up tenfold e make me yaff so i do de care. e silly old davy i doesn't know hat to do a most, but e mustn't tell anybody this i promised and so went a-fishing wondering what in the world would become of the queerest fish i had ever caught as well as the highest flavoured one it now seemed a toss-up whether or not something or other might turn up in the course of one's life about her at any rate she was doing well with her very bright spirits to help her and even black evan so broken down as not to be hard upon any one and as things fell out to take me from her without any warning upon the whole it was for the best to find the last sight comfortable and a man of my power must not always be poking after babies even the best that were ever born tush what says king david who was a great-grandfather of mine less distant than llewellyn harper but as much respected in spite of his trying to contribute jewish blood to the lot of us and some of his rasher moments but ancestor though we acknowledge him when our neighbourhood has a revival i will not be carried away by his fame to copy so much as to hearken him the autumn now grew fast upon us and the beach was shifting and neither room nor time remained for preaching under the sand-hills even if any one could be found with courage to sit under them and as the nights turned cold and damp everybody grumbled much which was just and right enough in balance of their former grumbling at the summer drought and heat and it was mainly this desire not to be behind my neighbours in the comfort and the company of grumbling and exchanging grumbles which involved me in a course of action highly lowering to my rank and position in society but without which i could never have been enabled to tell this story and yet before entering on that subject everybody will want to know how i discharged my important and even arduous duties as trustee through sir philip's munificence for both those little children in the first place i felt that my position was strictly confidential and that it would be a breach of trust to disclose to any person especially in a loquacious village a matter so purely of private discretion three parties there were to be considered and only three whatever point of view one chose to take of it the first of these was sir philip the second the two children and the third of course myself to the first my duty was gratitude which i felt and admitted abundantly to the second both zeal and integrity and for myself there was one course only to which i am naturally addicted namely a lofty self-denial this duty to myself i discharged at once by forming a stern resolution not to charge either of those children so much as a single farthing for taking care of her property until she was twenty-one years of age then as regards the second point i displayed my zeal immediately by falling upon bunny soon after daylight and giving her a small tooth combing to begin with till the skin of her hair was as bright as a prawn after which without any heed whatever of roars or even kicks I took a piece of holy stone and after a rinsing of soda upon her i cleaned down her planking to such a degree that our admiral might have inspected her she was clean enough for a captain's daughter before and dandy trimmed more than need have been for a little craft built to be only a coaster but now when her yelling had done her good and her sunday frock was shipped and her black hair spanked with a rose-coloured ribbon and the smiles flowed into her face again with a sense of all this smartness sir philip himself would have thought her consistent with the owner of five pounds sterling and as touching the money itself and the honesty rightly expected from me although the sum now in my hands was larger than it ever yet had pleased the lord to send me for out and out my own nevertheless there was no such thing as leading me astray about it and this was the more to my credit because that power of evil who has more eyes than all the angels put together or at any rate keeps them wider open he came aft seeing how the wind was and planted his hoof within half a plank of the tiller of my conscience but i heaved him overboard at once and laid my course with this cargo of gold exactly as if it were shippers freight under bond and covenant although in downright common sense having bunny for my grandchild i also possessed beyond any doubt whatever belonged to bunny just as the owner of a boat owns the oar and rudder also and the same held true as most people would think concerning Barty's property for if i had not saved her life how could she have owned any so far however from dealing thus i not only kept all their money for them but invested it in the manner which seemed to be most for their interest to this intent i procured a book for three halfpence paid out of mine own pocket wherein i declared a partnership and established a fishing association under the name style and description of bardie bunny llewellyn and company to this firm i contributed not only my industry and skill but also nets tackle rods and poles hooks and corks and two kettles for bait and a gridiron fit to land and cook with also several well-proven pipes and a perfectly sound tobacco-box every one of these items and many others i entered into the ledger of partnership and mother jones being strange to much writing recorded her mark at the bottom of it one stroke with one hand and one with the other believing it to be my testament with an amen coming after it but knowing what the tricks of fortune are and creditors so unreasonable i thought it much better to keep my boat outside of the association if the firm liked they might hire it and have credit until distribution day which i fixed for the first day of every three months my partners had nothing to provide except just an anchor a mast and a lug sail a new net or two because mine were wearing and one or two other trifles perhaps scarcely worth describing for after all who could be hard upon them when all they contributed to the firm was fifteen pounds and ten shillings it was now in the power of both my partners to advance towards fortune to permit very little delay before they insisted on trebling their capital and so reinvest it in the firm and hence at the age of twenty-one be fit to marry magistrates and i made every preparation to carry their shares of the profits over nevertheless things do not always follow the line of the very best and soundest calculations the fish that were running up from the mumbles fast enough to wear their fins out all of a sudden left off altogether as if they had heard of the association not even a Tuppany twopenny glass of grog did i ever take out of our capital nor a night of the week did i lie abed when the lines required attendance however when fish are entirely absent the very best fishermen in the world cannot manage to create them and therefore our partnership saw the wisdom of declaring no dividends for the first quarter End of chapter twenty four